Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Sierra, and today Lauren is joining me. Um, I'm going to read her bio. I rarely do this, but she has such an interesting bio. I think you guys need to know that she is a thought leader and creates profitable strategies for e-commerce brands. So I know a lot of you have e-commerce stores or maybe your social sellers. I think a lot of this would apply to you as well. You might have have a website or be thinking about, you know, expanding beyond your brick and mortar into websites. So stay tuned. We are going to talk about a lot of good things. Um, her passions lie in creating top performing ad creatives. Yes, we need this. <laughs> we need to know how to do that. She's personally led and created strategies for top brands like Love Wellness, Needed, Kate Farms, Autobrush, many, many more. She's obsessed with design and creative strategy and in her downtime enjoys teaching others profitable creative methodology, focusing on advertising Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, which is where we're going to get started. So hello, Lauren. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. So let's dive in. Tell us first why you love tackling the digital marketing space because it all it gives us all the hives like to think about <laughs> trying to do this and not just throwing our money away but we all need to get in front of audiences cold audiences to bring them into our warm audience why does this interest you why do you love it i love it because it's like a game to me so i i've been working in the e-commerce space for so long um you know doing landing pages email marketing and when i kind of came over to the digital marketing side of it uh with paid advertising um i think what fascinated me so much was just consumer behavior and how consumers purchase and how you actually have to like understand every single like you know, inlet of how they're actually coming into your website through your, mm. you know, all different areas. And so I think what was so fascinating about it was that it just, you know, it was always just like a game. So how can I make it better? How can I make it faster? How can I get people to click sooner? Um, you know, it just, it's, it's so fascinating to me how people like are online and how they consume content and how they consume you know, these different paid channels. And it's just, I don't know, it's just very fascinating to me. Can people in consumer like purchasing is very fascinating to me. So I think I just yeah. got very excited about it. And again, I've been doing design for so long that I think it's just, you know, like trying to outbeat myself has always yes. been something that like I want to do. So, you know, when I actually like make something and then I make something else and it outperforms the other thing I just made, it's like, great. Like I'm doing better. I'm getting faster. Like those are things that just excite me. So it's just, it's really fascinating to me. Yeah. That's so interesting. So I think what you said um, is so true and important for us to remember that advertising is very psychological. Mm -hmm. So understanding what we need people to think how they naturally think, how we need to divert that attention. We were just having a, a call this morning with my mastermind group and we were talking about the cost of customer acquisition. Yeah. 
in and the cost of sales, because we have to remember to get more sales to beat last year's sale record, it, it's going to cost us something, but we can't figure that out. What's the cost of a customer? Um, but then once we figure out, okay, this is the cost of the customer. Now, how do I keep that funnel full at the top right. with that cold audience? And that's, would you say that's the hardest to get someone that's cold to stop in their tracks, to look at what we're showing them to click ultimately yeah. and make a purchase eventually? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like, obviously, you know, customer acquisition, it's, it's going up, unfortunately, um, I always kind of feel like just around this time, Q4 time, it always does go up because yeah. they know it can go up and they can, you know, it's like, well, a lot of people are going to be advertising at this time. So why not make it higher? Um, but I think it's just, I think once you understand how your consumer purchases, I think it's actually pretty easy to like work within those creatives, work within your copy to like get creatives and copy out there that will make people click. So like you said, it's very psychological. I think a lot of times brands, um, they, they don't take the time to really dive into their customer and really understand every like pain point. Like it's not just about having a customer avatar. It's about understanding that customer avatar, where they are in their journey, where they are in their life stage, and really focusing on those pain points. Because if you can understand that, then you can really open it up to such a broader market and, and really target who you want to talk to. So it really does take a lot of research as far as like consumer behavior and just really understanding the psychological reason why people buy your product. So I definitely so think research is so important. Yeah, really good. So talking about paid advertising, research, research, uh, research, get in front of people. Let's talk about TikTok and TikTok ads honestly, didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, I should have, I guess I didn't really even think about that. We we're so focused on talking about Facebook ads all the time, right? Yeah. Um, TikTok ads, but do we need to be on TikTok first? Do we need to have a presence before we advertise? Tell us all the TikTok things. Yeah. So yes, you do need to be on TikTok. Do you need to have a large following? No, but you'd need to have at least a presence on there. Um, I don't like, it's funny. I was talking with someone recently and we were saying that, I don't know if you've ever like been on Reddit, but Reddit people are very harsh on their Reddit audience. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so I think like TikTokers are also blunt too, you know, okay. so they want to understand like if they see an ad, but then they have no page to go to as far as to find you on TikTok, like you will get called out. So even okay. if you don't have a very large presence on there, your organic marketing on TikTok is still important. Like you definitely need to have a presence on there. Um, as far as your ads go, uh, the creative aspect is very important. Um, people consume TikTok content very differently than they consume Facebook and Instagram content. Okay. Uh, TikTok is very much an engagement platform. They want to be entertained. They want to be they want to be entertained. I mean, really that's the, the biggest thing. Um, they want to under, they want to understand your brand, but in a very organic native looking way. So it is a very different way to advertise on TikTok, but it's also very beneficial because it's not, it's not as saturated as Facebook. So the advertising market, you do have more visibility than you would on like a Facebook and Instagram platform. Um, but you just have to understand how to make the creatives for it. Okay. So 
in creating video, because TikTok's all video, right? Mm-hmm. It's all video. Okay. So let's say I'm going to go to my page. We're asking for a friend here. Okay. <laughs> so, so we're going to go to my TikTok page. You all can look me up if you want to. There's three TikTok videos I've ever posted. <laughs> um, so just starting out. What would be some things that I would need to look at to first kind of build the, build my presence, not have a huge following, but just like you said, so someone sees an ad, they see, okay, she is legit and she delivers a lot of free content too. What would I need to be thinking about in those ads as I'm starting to build that presence of who I am as a brand? So it definitely, it still is about educating. It's about, you know, connecting with your audience. But the difference with TikTok is that it is, again, it's very engagement ready. It's very entertainment ready. So a lot of things that we do for ads specifically, um, we focus a lot on the trends. So there's trending audio, there's trending um, copy, there's trends in how people shoot the content. Um, So really it's, it's figuring out all of the trends that could be suitable for your brand. And I mean, you can, you can start to see the trends as you scroll through it. I mean, as you start to scroll through it, you'll see trending audios, you'll see trending, um, like just different trends, um, like hook stops, stuff like that, that like people are doing within the platform that you can, you can kind of take that and say like, okay, I could do this for my brand, um, and how I want to like talk about it. And there's, there's different ways, um, on, you know, I think it's the, the homepage, there's an actual like trend report that shows like everything that's trending. Um, so you can look at all of those things and see how that can work for your business. Because really the biggest thing with TikTok is that if you make an ad, it can't look like an ad, like it has to look very native to the platform. Um, so anything that you do needs to look like it's that someone just uploaded a TikTok. So if it looks too polished, um, then people aren't going to engage with it. Okay. So we don't need to make things beautiful, refined, perfect. We want them to be entertaining and educational when we're focused on a TikTok audience. Perfect. Okay. So kind of changing a little bit direction of the conversation and this might, um, follow through in email marketing, text marketing, Instagram, Facebook, or maybe just TikTok. What are some creative mistakes that you need to avoid to get a good return on investment? So let's talk return on investment of our time first, right? (laughs) A lot of us have more time than money when we're starting out. We get to a place where we have more money than time, but maybe we have more time than money. And so we're going to invest in getting content out there, um, making videos, putting things on different platforms. What are some creative mistakes we should avoid from the beginning so that we do get the best return on our time that we're putting into our platforms? Yeah. So I would definitely say Again, making sure that you're focusing on the product, focusing on the service, um, being very, you know, problem solution oriented. What is my problem that I'm trying to solve? And here is how I'm going to solve it. And so I think a lot of times, um, you know, when brand owners or service-based owners, they, they start out, they just want, they think they know that people understand who their brand is or their product is already. And so they just talk about it like everybody knows about it. And so I think the biggest mistake is that you have to take a step back and understand that nobody knows who you are and you need to 
educate people on what it is and what the product is. So it's kind of going back to, you know, educating a child, really just making it so simple that if I look at that and I have a second to look at it, that I understand what you're selling me or what you're talking about. So I think the biggest thing is just really making it very clear in the simplest you know, step possible of what exactly are you trying to sell me? That's like the biggest thing I think most people make is that they come out guns a blazing with like, yes, like, you know who I am and this is my product. And at the end of the day, it's like, well, I don't know who you are from the other product. So I think it's just making it very clear um, that this is who you are. This is what you sell. This is what you do um, in 10 seconds or less. So good. So as an example um, that I'll share with you all, because you all sell products, right? So you have inventory, you sell products. Most listening here don't take a paycheck consistently and are always asking, where's all the cash going? Where's all my money going? So I've been recently focusing on rebranding a bit. And it's really easy for me to talk about inventory and profit and loss and look at your financials. And I feel like that's pretty simple, but that's like, really high technical speak, right? So if you feel like you never have cash in your bank account, you're not saying, oh, it must be because of my inventory. Now I know it's because (laughs) of your inventory, but you as a potential coaching client don't know that. So really speaking to, okay, you sell products, you want a paycheck. I can help you solve that problem. Oh yeah. I I would love, (laughs) I would love that solved. And then as I work with you, I talk about, let's talk about those products and what you're pricing them. So I think the same thing when we sell products, like what's the solution, what's the problem or the pain point our customer has when they go to buy denim or when they try on a swimsuit or whatever that looks like. And then speaking to that in our creative, instead of I have beautiful swimwear or I have jeans that will fit you. Let's talk to, how do you feel when you wear denim? Why don't you ever denim shop? Let me help you with that. Exactly. It's all, it's just, it's understanding again, your consumer, the psychological like reasoning behind it. And you, I mean, at the end of the day, like, yes, you probably sell beautiful swimsuits. You probably make great denim, but again, I'm a consumer. There's a lot of swimsuits out there. There's a lot of denim out there. So like what makes you stand out out of all of these brands? Is it price? Is it fit? Is it you know, fabric, like what is it that makes you so different than any other thing that's out there? Because that's why I'm going to go shop with you, you know? So those are the things that like, you need to like really hit on those emotional triggers too, you know, as to like how you feel in a swimsuit, how you feel in jeans, like how can you talk to those audiences with your copy and your creative to make it so like, yes, like that hits home for me. And that's why I'm going to buy your product. So Yeah. The best thing, the best thing is if you talk to a customer and they say, it feels like you were just sitting in my living room. How did you know that's what I was working on, right? (laughs) Or struggling with, then you know that you've hit it with your creative. Exactly. I love that. Okay. So one of the things that you talk about in user-generated content um, is simple execute equals big reward. Can you tell us what that means? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of going back to what I just said, like being very clear is I think the biggest thing. Like, again, I, I've worked with a lot of brands. Um, I've seen a lot of ads. I've, you know, done a lot of testing and really at the end of the day, a lot of our like simpler ads tend to do the best because there's not so much going on. I think sometimes with video specifically, there's so much happening in the video that 
as a consumer, sometimes you get lost. Like you, you, you know, like there's all these things that you're trying to focus on. There's copy, there's visuals, there's like all these things coming in and out. And when you're looking at it, you're like, whoa, this is just overload. I, I can't even like comprehend what's happening. And you have a tendency to scroll right past it. I think that's why like a lot of times statics do so well because it's clear it's in your face. This is my product. Here's a quick copy of, you know, what it does. And people are like, oh, okay. Like <clears throat> let's click on it and see, <clears throat> excuse me, like how this can benefit my life. And so I think, I think making it simple and clear is, is what drives people to click. Like you don't need to make it so complicated that a consumer won't understand what you're trying to tell them. Um, you just need to break it down in like the simplest form. Yeah. And this is for content itself too, not just an ad creating. Right. But as you think about putting your content out there, we can get so overwhelmed with, oh, I have to have like all the pictures. And what do I say this week? Just really simple, right to the point, very direct people don't spend very long at all as they right. scroll, right? So catch their attention. Um, and then let it be okay that some people move on. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to speak to this at all, but I find a lot of times our listeners here, like all of us in small business, we just think, oh, the world's so big and all these people could buy what I have. And so I'm going to be everything to everyone, which then creates nothing for nobody. Right. So <laughs> tell us, how do we do that? How can we be okay with being direct to who our avatar is and understanding that a lot of people won't be a good fit for what we have to sell. I mean, I think it's just being okay with that. You know, uh, unfortunately, I think, you know, as you are a business owner, you tend to just have a lot of imposter syndrome. And so I think you just tend to, again, think that you have to be a fit for everybody, but unfortunately that's just not the case, you know? I yeah. mean, I'm, I own my own creative studio and like, I'm not a good fit for everyone either, but at the end of the day, it's like, I have to be okay with that. Like, I have to be okay that this is who my market is and this is who I need to work with. And same thing for brands. Like you need to be okay with the fact that you might only be an audience of, you know, 35 plus you know, females who own a cat or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> but there's like, lots and lots of those. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you, I think you just unfortunately have to like come to that realization that like, once you find what works, then like, why change it? You know, it's like, if you're getting the results that you want and people are purchasing your product, I mean, at the end of the day, does it matter who's buying it? Like, no, <laughs> you really just want the people to buy it. <laughs> yes. And you want people to understand this is absolutely for me. Yes. Yeah. I want to make a purchase instead of being so kind of wishy-washy that nobody really knows. Even the cat ladies are like, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Could this be for a dog mom? I'm not sure. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. Okay. So tell us if there's anything else that we should think about as we're expanding our social presence. So maybe we are just on Instagram or maybe we've been doing TikTok and we think we should open up some other platforms. Maybe we've avoided it all. <laughs> we've stuck to emails. Um, we're a little scared of adding one more thing to our plate. What are some tips that you could give us to encourage us to do what's best for our business and keep being willing to expand in the social platforms? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I get it. It's tough. There's so many, there's so many out there and it's just like, oh my gosh, like another platform I have to log on to. I think 
again, unfortunately, this is the age that we're in. We're in the digital space. If you are email brand, whatever, like you have to unfortunately be on the platforms. Um, I think the biggest thing is with brand owners, um, they really need to be willing to also step outside of their comfort zone and be the face of their brand because Mm -hmm. People do like to see that, you know, people do like to see the people behind the brand, Um, especially on TikTok. You know, a lot of, a lot of companies are doing these founder stories. They do a lot of behind the scenes stuff and people love that kind of content because it shows that you're real and it shows that, you know, this is how much hard work it takes for me to actually give you the product that you have, that you are getting. And this is why it costs this much. This is why, you know, it takes this long to ship to you. Like, People understand that. And once they do understand that person behind it, more people, I feel like have a tendency to want to like shop from those people, engage with those people more than like, you know, a lot of the big name brands. I feel like big name brands are great, but people also know that there's a lot of people behind that brand and a lot of money. And I, I tend to see that a lot of people do like the smaller kind of mom and pop shops because they know that they're going to get that like quality um, type product or quality, like presence with it. So I I would just say like, it's tough and I understand that, but you have to do it. (laughs) I love it. So basically Lauren's saying, get out of your own way and do (laughs) what you know you need to do, Yeah, (laughs) which, you know, I'll just be bold and blunt with it, but it's so true. I, you know, a lot of times I'll visit with business owners. They're like, I just can't, or I just, it's just so hard or I don't like the way I look or whatever the, you know, the thinking is. And I always say, but do you love, or do you like not paying your bills more? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, what do you like more? Like paying your bills and paying yourself or, you know, just getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Let's go with the latter. So yeah, yeah, a good reminder. Okay. (laughs) So tell us how you help small business owners. How could you help our listeners with what you do? Yeah. I mean, so I actually, um, I do a lot of creative consulting. Um, so really helping smaller brands kind of with their strategy. And a lot of times, like they have the people in place to actually execute on this stuff. Um, but with smaller brands and smaller business owners, I think they just need that creative strategy. Like how exactly am I going to get to point B? You know, it's like, I'm already here. How do I, how do I level up? And, you know, with, with the brands that I work with, like we do work with a lot of higher spending brands. Um, but I do like to work with the smaller brands to just really give them like, okay, this is what you need to focus on. And this is how you get to the next step. And so I think with that, it's a lot of just, it's a lot of research. It's a lot of time. And it's just, again, understanding who your customer is. So I really do try to work with brands to just give them that strategy of how they're going to get to that next level through creative, through paid, and try to give them like these, like looks at like how they can, you know, eventually move forward. I love that. So mapping out, giving us roadmap, mapping right. out what yeah, our next exactly. steps are going to be. Yeah. yeah. Cause we know where we want to go, but a lot of times in our own head, doing it all on our own, it can just feel overwhelming and we spin our wheels. So having your direction to say, okay, here's what your brand's all about. Here's the best path forward for you and then they can go and execute. So where can people find you? I know you have some exciting things coming up too. So share the details and then we'll put all the links in the show notes as well. 
Yeah. So um, my company is the Loft 325. So any at Loft 325, I'm on all the platforms. <laughs> um, and yeah, I do. Um, I actually have a creative strategy course that I'm launching um, the middle of October. Um, I'm actually working with a consumer behavior analysis. Um, and so her and I together from consumer behavior to creative, we're basically putting it all together for beginners uh, to really help them understand how you figure out who your customers are and what are the steps that you need to do in order to reach those customers. So I'm really excited about it and I can't, cannot wait to <laughs> have it out there. <laughs> yes. So you'll send me the link yes. so we can share that. That is going to be so good. I think that would be beneficial for every single one of you to take it's just a deep dive into the avatar. We can sometimes, again, get in our own way and just having a, a consumer behaviorist and then having Lauren, who's really good at putting the digital together and content strategy, talk to you through the course on how to understand who your customer is and how to get in front of them in the best possible way that that can only benefit everyone um, as we go into Q4 and then, of course, create our 2023 plans. So I love that. So we'll get yeah the links from you. They'll all be here in the show notes. Any last words that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, just get out there, <laughs> do it. It's, it's really, it's hard, but it's easy at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Easier than you would think once you yeah. just get started. I love it. Well, thanks for taking some time and sharing your time today with all of us. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everyone. I will see you again next week. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I wanna invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I wanna help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey friend, how are you feeling about your bookkeeping? Confused, unsure of where to start, maybe completely overwhelmed? I want to tell you that you are not alone. And that's why I'm so excited about Harquin Bookkeeping. Harquin Bookkeeping specializes in boutique bookkeeping and it's really affordable. That's why I want you to go and check them out. Go to boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop. That's boutique bookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop. Jump on the phone with one of their experts. They'll talk to you about your boutique, what your needs are, and give you a quote. Go to boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop.